There is so much to cover about some names we've loved for a long time in this sport, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Rafa Sparza, who did all of the R&D this week. Raf, how you doing? Very well. Uh, do I get paid as R&D? That's, uh, hold on. Nope. Verbal tap legal won't even make eye contact with me. That would be a firm no in my experience. Did you ever think about suing me for that little sweep leg takedown I like to do? Uh, I don't recall you ever hitting it, um, so I'd have to go back. And Damn it. I was really hoping I was going to get it on the legal record. So that's people, <laughs> pay attention. This is why Raph's good. You got to get it. You gotta get around as many guards that are just automatically up from years of experience. Okay, go on. It's really funny because uh, Milton is over in Thailand right now, and uh, apparently somebody took him down over there, and he was saying like, "Oh, I defended everything else, but I got taken down once." And I go, "That's good for you." And he goes, "Yeah, but I don't get taken down." I'm like, "You're not a D1 wrestler, dude. Like, I don't know how to tell you this." You, you should be getting taken down every once in a while. It's not optimal, but it's good for you to learn. You don't ever just slip? And <laughs> it's like, well, I can't admit it was a slip now. Yeah. But I like that he said that. And my response was, I was like, yeah, that's good for you. It's, it's actually good that you're getting good training out there. And I was like, oh, I can't believe it. And then he goes, and worse. And I go, what's that? And he sends me video. And he goes, I got made into a highlight reel. And it's some guy narrating, I guess, his role or uh, showing like footage of it. And it's just one simple little sweep. And I go, it's really not a lot to make fun of, but I will remix it. So, yes, of course. Um, you talked about R&D, but God, Kev, it felt like we were supposed to get a week off of stuff. And yet stuff kind of just happened. So there are a few topics. I gave you some to start with. What did you want to talk about first? I want to start with my favorite book title of the year. Okay. I'm going to do it. The whole th- I'm going to say it without laughing. I'm going to say every word of it. It's not a few words. It's a lot of words. Young and successful, colon, practices, comma, principles, comma, and lessons for building an empire. On Amazon, you can now pre-order it. This is Gordon Ryan's book at Gordon Loves Jiu Jitsu. So there, Raph, there's a plug. I will be first in line, not just because of the Game of Thrones picture, not just because of the BJJ Gee hashtag, because I really want to read the chapter where he's like, I actually think Gee's are better, and here's why. This is the longest title of a book I've seen that's not about the law. I'm very excited. What do you feel? you were going to learn in this book, Kevin, that it does get difficult around page 50 to say new things. Mm. I've been still saving my Tim Kennedy book review. This might make for just a lovely back to fall book club roundabout for us, Raph, where you and I could go through this lovely piece of art that comes to us. I am Pretty disappointed when I think about the people that should have written written a book and well, do you know? Did he write it? Does he um, have a person coming out? Do we <laughs> have we like ascertained certain details? As we are speaking, 
Because this oh. came out like a Kimura series. It's like, what the fuck do I do with that? That's not. This looks like his heel hook defense. Okay. So, some notes. Uh, I found it. It's going to be released to the Kindle. It's the number one new release. Okay. It's going to be 20 bucks. So, Ooh. eek. Um, we, <laughs> all the things that tell you what you can expect with it are slim. Like it says, WordWise. Uh, WordWise helps you read the harder books by explaining the most challenging words in the book. It says not enabled. So, good sign, everybody. Not going to have to struggle sounding things out. But it's number one in men's health. That's what he's trying to do. So, yeah, strategy for Amazon is to find a niche, try to be the number one in that group. So for men's health, it's like, yeah, that's his thing. <clears throat> what I can tell you is that it's supposed to come out on September 16, 2022. There was no other author listed. It just says by Gordon Ryan. So it begs the question, has he read other books? It's just going to be... You're going to be so disappointed. It's going to be posts of his Instagram with some oh, being God. like, here's what I was thinking that day. <laughs> ah, I fucking hate my life. Is this a book? Well, here's I, I just what I want a thinking. publisher behind it, I guess, more than BJJ Fanatics online. Maybe, my... maybe, maybe I would put even money to say that one of the guys over at BJJ Fanatics, maybe Todd, kind of transcribed or ghost wrote it. Um, that's a very big possibility and I'm trying to see, yep, yep. You can send it to your phone and your Kindle. It doesn't really say how many words it is. It says, uh, words about the author, nothing customer reviews, nothing there because nobody's had a preview of it. I don't know. I mean, it's coming out right before ADCC. So there is that. I would tell you this though, Kevin, we should spend maybe two minutes trying to figure out what kind of chapters we could expect from this. So do you have any chapters in your head of what that book might include? Yeah. Chapter three, I definitely didn't start taking steroids and here's why dot, dot, dot. And it's a pretty aggressive text exchange with his physician where mm -hmm. he proves he's not on steroids via this. That would be my favorite chapter six. Here's why John Danaher not that actually good at teaching jujitsu would be my favorite, right? I want a Kobe Phil Jackson moment. I don't know if I'm going to get it. No, I don't think so. He do just have, wrote a, do you have one or two you're looking forward to? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was, uh, you know, I'm hoping he's talking about success. So there has to be a chapter about probably I'm sure investing your money and being smart about that. So I would venture to say that chapter 18 is going to be about investments and how to use your steroids to leverage those investments. Love it. <laughs> the, the rare combination of both of our passions. There's <laughs> there's a small moment where it's too like, here's why Gary and I really did fucking hate each other. <laughs> I, there's a, I just don't think we'll get the tell-all nature. Like I, That's what I keep wondering. How long is this book going to be? What are you going to talk about during those pages? I don't know, man. But... He definitely likes talking and listening to himself. So, yeah, that's all a real possibility. I just feel like we're now entering a phase in which, you know, we're going to get those books 
where people are going to find that one of the easiest markets or rackets to do is that self-help, self-improvement area. And it does seem to fit that mold of where Jordan Peterson says, here are 12 rules that make you follow your life better. I'll be damned if one of them isn't make your better some bullshit like that. So Jordan's like, people aren't coming for me yet, are they? Just online? <laughs> Has anyone heard? No? So I think that's where we're we're heading with this. And you know, God bless him. Let's see how the book comes out. It's just we have concerns as people who read and you know, I feel like the no, first seventeen it. chapters you've, are gonna be about how he's it. lost. <laughs> Philippe Pena was bullshit the first time and the second time. We have concerns as people who read. Yeah. Verbal Tap Legal is like, wow. Yeah, we're, we agree. This is, a, this is a fun one tonight. Can we also, because I don't think he's commissioned an audiobook, can I just do my impression of him reading it and then just make the money off of that? Because I feel like that's a good way to be young Shouldn't and successful. Shouldn't you be Kevin. the most insulted that you haven't been talked to for this book <laughs> like you if they were doing the netflix series on it raf first person to report on him ever yep. like it's you giving skinny gordon a conversation and later it's you being like and that's when i knew something had changed <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool arc for you but it's bullshit you're not involved in this you know maybe one day kevin but i really do think i got a shot at reading the uh the audiobook i think i can really channel my inner gordon get there and say things like you know uh uh, my first investment was of course in uh beating the shit out of basically every other person that's ever talked so step one if you want to get a better job why don't you challenge your boss to a no uh, time limit suddenly match and then if he shows up then all you have to do is beat your job uh you know your boss and then you'll uh, be the next guy who's in charge of the company and therefore you're your young ceo and you're witch and just like me but not quite like me because i'm one percent and you're like you know 20th percentile that's great advice is that like is that what's the whole thing's gonna be is gonna be challenging people to sublimit no time limit matches like chapter 19 is gonna be um another thing is to troll uh any uh buddy who talks shit about you so uh, instead of insider trading, I like to call it insider commenting, which you basically just uh, uh, Holocaust bomb the uh, comment section with just uh, blather. <laughs> blather. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm in. Blather <laughs> is uh, not something we got to bring back blather. Yeah, we, we will. Blathering friend. Uh, that's a separate point. Blather and blather sky. Kev. You're pretty good, Gordon. Yeah, he's not going to read it that smoothly, though. You know he's (laughs) not. Well, the reason why I read it exactly like that is because... You need to start stuttering. (laughs) the part of me that thinks... I don't know if you experience this with other podcasts. I know some of you who listen to us do listen at one one quarter speed, and that's where you speed it up, which, fine, I know you guys got things to do. I just think I would sound like a chickmunk, and I don't know what that would feel like. But there are some podcasts that I listen to. I do. I'm an audible person like this. Yeah. I just crushed a leadership book in like four hours under time. It felt great nice. about my life. It was, it was like, it felt like, yee, let's talk about the world. <laughs> it's just like, let's talk about audiobook. Where are we going to come to the world? Together, there's stuff. And let's, <laughs> and that's but I feel like if down. you do that with Gordon's book, with all the stammering, extra words that he puts in, the fact that he'll probably only do one take, 
I think the that's hair the came audience. up in the round, and I was trying to get him to stop shitting. And all of a sudden, I found his brush. And I thought, well, <laughs> nope, 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 not going to work. So that's topic number one. Kevin, hit me with what the second topic of this week's show is. You're, I already stepped on this one a little bit, but the fact that Orlando Sanchez, Flow Grappling, sued for an, what Aaron Tex Johnson calls an illegal slam. Now, full disclosure with the podcast, we have a relationship with Aaron Tex Johnson. We have a little bit of a relationship with Orlando. So we're just reporting the facts here of what we saw. We had no knowledge or insight. Thank you, Purple Tab Legal. <laughs> this is like pointed at me. That's our guy. Like eight years later, you finally read it. You finally read that thing we were trying to get. Raph, suing. For an illegal slam. I remember this vaguely when it happened. Obviously, time has passed since, I guess, the original event was. But here we are at a pretty weird crossroad. <clears throat> I don't know what to do with this because I, I've kind of read a little bit of what this is about. I think it's one of the first of its kind. So, Kev, maybe you can fill me on on a couple of the details um, because I'm I'm rereading everything to make sure I try and get this right. But Tex Johnson is suing Orlando Sanchez or Flow Grappling or both. And Flow Grappling, yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah. It seems like both. Okay, because Tex also decided to sue Flow Grappling. Um. I guess the weird part about this is, to me, it kind of reads more as a negligence for a company sort of thing because uh, one of our oh, friends and the, the show, referee for mm -hmm. clarification. As a result, his lawyers are suing Sanchez himself, Flo Grappling, and Gabriel Martins, the referee. Now I have heard that Tex has not been competing as a result of the injuries, and. You know, I have heard that he wasn't really interested in competing again, and that's just stuff that I've, I've heard along uh, the rumor mill. But to see the lawsuit definitely made me go, oh, shit, okay. So it's kind of the first of its kind. Now, of course, Orlando Sanchez was very famous for kind of having that little interaction with Sean Strickland. Now, at first, you think to yourself, oh, that would show a pattern. But if I were the defendant here or his uh, his legal team, I would basically just show footage of uh, Sean Strickland and anything he's ever said to discredit that video. So it's not hard to really uh, show why that dude's also a loon as well. But Kev, this is interesting. Did you ever think we'd get to a place like this? And especially right now where we are as a sport. I guess I a little bit thought this was the thing they were already looking for right like this was already in the contract hey yeah. if you're fighting a certain rule set you're fighting a certain rule set so it'd be a little bit clearer and maybe we'll learn more and talk to one of our <laughs> this is there are so many people with law degrees in this world that we might need to chat with about the, the second half of this mm. very interesting to see if this holds any Wait, because maybe they have it contractually taken care of. We just don't know the details yet because the legal world is so, so boring. So mean. Yeah. It's not very fun with the details. Well, a couple things to note in this. Uh, this is apparently a quotation from Tex Johnson's lawyer that says, No one should need back surgery in their 30s, especially a professional athlete who is at the top of his game. 
also easily refutable, unfortunately, because pretty sure all of us in jiu-jitsu could use back surgery. <sighs> this is unfortunate because if it is true and Texas had to kind of step down from competing, that's obviously, you know, unfortunate that it would come as a result of this. It does seem almost like uh, but negligence, but I was thinking more like workers comp, if anything. And this is where Flo might be able to get away and sidestep it with what I'm sure they hire him as an independent contractor. So I guess it's going to depend on what that classification is. Am I speaking out of turn here? Did I suddenly become a lawyer that I didn't know about, Kevin? Uh, I've yet to get any warnings from the legal team over here. Okay. I might have ignored some of the last few minutes. (laughs) And we've seen a few people talk about this, but um, it does look like somebody logged on to abrahamwatkins.com and it's a blog and it kind of details what it was saying there um but at no point before the johnson sanchez match did the referee gabriel martins announce or confirm that the grapplers understood that there was a no slam rule in effect and uh it is weird to see that they referred to this as a triangle hold in uh legal jargon here but, yeah, apparently this was uh, filed back in July 18, 2022. Yeah. But, man, I don't know. I mean, Kev, is there anybody that you would kind of, like, put a lawsuit against? Because I can think of a couple. I have a few people on the okay. list. I'm coming for you, Dave, out in Fairfax, <laughs> out at Aptos. I know where you're at, collecting the brown belt checks. I have some questions about a few gyms I've been to, Raph, that might – exist in Hawaii and Kansas City. I don't want to get into names. Okay, but let's take a note here from uh, it's Lena Lorenzo, who's the lawyer. And I want you to hold in the laughter at this one part. Now, again, this is not necessarily physical injury that we're laughing at. Let's separate that. But it's more so the legal jargon in reference to jujitsu things. Lena Lorenzo comments that These tournaments are supposed to be well-organized so that the matches not just run smoothly, but as safely as possible. Hold for laughter. (laughs) And continue. Kind of right. I mean, in theory, that's what it's supposed to be, right? So I guess one thing that I would further propose here is if this does go through, what does this mean for other tournament people? Like, do you even want to host a tournament anymore if this opens a floodgate, because think about how many small tournaments go on where, yeah, you might have some insurance on these things, but uh, yikes. Well, I think that takes us to lucky topic. Number three, Gordon Ryan threads of honor. Were you at all worried? He had maybe written this. Um, maybe, but I, there's a part of me that wonders if, uh, Flo just hires uh, Gordon to challenge them to a sub limit, no time limit match. You know, read this book and don't fall asleep. It's like, oh <laughs> fuck, is there a time limit? No. Ah uh, shit. Was there but was a third? I do story. find it hilarious that this is a blog that is giving us all of our information. <laughs> I'm in on it. This is getting pretty good reviews. Not many. It's getting pretty good reviews. <laughs> 
So let me see. It says, here's a clip if anyone cares. I like the other thing I'd be suing about is like, yo, you made a lot <clears throat> of uh, Hubhub. Like you use that clip of me getting powerbomb like 20 times. Dick move. That's the argument behind. That's weird. It'll be again. What holds up? What will we learn and what will change with contracts? There is one note here, I guess, in the area of. <sighs> is this even fairness? Because, I again, we know both Orlando. We know Tex. But there was one commenter that said, is this the same Tex Johnson who cranked a heel hook at ADCC even after his opponent tapped multiple times? And the same Tex Johnson who was kicked out of multiple gyms for rolling too aggressively. And the same Tex Johnson who was investigated for rape. That was allegedly. We don't know exactly the details of that. And it says, somehow I'm struggling to have much empathy for this permanent spinal cord injury. So once again, Reddit, very much using their legal brains to take this one out. Uh, one person that did say something that I can say I did see live, and it says, and punched William Tackett in the face mid-match. Though I can say they did seem very chummy afterwards. And uh, I think that's more of a testament to how good of a person William Tackett is. So I remember going up to him afterwards and being like, he punched you, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he did. It's crazy, huh? God, kid, you're too nice. So anyway, yeah, I don't know, man. This is really weird. I don't know if they're going to, like, if anything, because you know how lawyers work, this is going to be a character assassination lawsuit. It'll be very interesting to see how they bring up <clears throat> the nomenclature that is uh, our sport of like the things that we take for granted or maybe even how people act in the gym. And whose characters under assassination, frankly, yeah. could fall a lot of ways at this juncture. Yeah. So that's the second topic. Where do we go next, Kevin? That was all I had except for Gordon's fake book. Ah, well, we should talk about Buchecha. Did yeah, you the heel hook. Like no, I did not. But so this is a big deal, kind of, right? So Buchecha didn't waste much time. Uh, basically, in his first round, ended up getting a heel hook finish. And uh, he went for a very interesting takedown, the kind that only Buchecha can pull off, because I, if I tried that, I probably would have been very soundly beaten. But, um, yeah, man, he got a heel hook. It was pretty dope. And then... Said some wonderfully nice things about Leandro Lowe, and it was very emotional. And it felt like a little bit of catharsis, and I think he said he needed a little bit of a break, and I could understand that. But, hey, Kev, get this. Number one, he made $50,000 as a bonus check that night, so amazing. Uh, because uh, Shadri, who runs 1FC, they do this thing where instead of at the end of the night finding out, hey, Dana, give me $25,000, crowd cheers, or they don't. Shadri has his announcer come in, do the interview, and at the end of the post-interview goes, well, I've got some great news for you. Shadri, with all the honor and respect, is giving you a $50,000 bonus. And everybody's like, yay! And like, sometimes they're a little like not surprised. They go, oh, cool. Oh, yay. <laughs> And I think to myself, that's more than most people ever make in jiu-jitsu, so that's a good thing, right? But uh, they gave him that, and that was good. But it was on the 1FC Prime, which is the premiere of 1FC, now on the Amazon that's streaming the service Prime. That's the big isn't it? They're oh, on so Prime? 
Yeah. I have Prime. It, well, you can look at it. It's on there. Oh, shit, yeah. Sorry. And it's going to be the first of many. And, I mean, it aired at kind of a normal person time, too. So I think they're courting that sweet, sweet U.S. demo, Kev. <laughs> the the demo, I think, might be you know good for them in the future. I am very excited. I'm going to actually get to check this out on Prime tonight, I think. We're not we we got to call them sponsor us. No more free ads after this prime. No more. So there's that. But then the big talk of the night was that you ended up getting Demetrius Johnson proving once again that he is the goat. The Demetri. The Demetri. He ended up avenging his most recent loss and in epic fashion and becoming the one FC champion. And there's a few things here that got brought up as a result of this. Number one, Demetrius went on Arahuani and said, you know what? I don't want to cut down to 125 anymore. And I'm like, bro, well done. Because he said it in a way that he says, it's detrimental to my health. It doesn't make sense to do it anymore. And that was one of the first times I've heard an athlete go, yeah, it sounds nice. I've done that. Yeah, I'm good being fat. And by fat for him, like ten more pounds. pounds. Yeah. Not a real thing. So kudos. That but is I impressive. present to you this. You can only do it when you're that good, though. Too. Well, I think you also get to a point where you're like, "What am I going to do? Go do it again? And for how long am I doing that? No, it's dumb." I am Kate Winslet in Titanic. You will oh, not man. shame me. <laughs> but Kev, I present to you this little aside that got brought up. Which is that they brought it up in wake of Demetrius Johnson winning where they said, can you believe the UFC traded Ben Askren for Demetrius Johnson? And people were trying to defend Ben Askren saying like, well, it was a good deal. Like everybody, everybody needed that one. Why do you think that they thought for the UFC's sake that they thought the Ben Askren side of the deal was beneficial to them, Kevin. Because he got that one fight where people were like, we like his crazy hair. He's angry at the Paul brother. Get him in. Worse. Um, The thing that they said in which they were trying to expand his case, which I actually think is, it makes it even sadder sounding, if you ask me. But they were trying to say like, well... If Ben Askren didn't come to the UFC, then Jorge Masvidal wouldn't be a big draw because he needed that highlight clip to become a bankable star and sell pay-per-views. So, yeah, the UFC got something good out of it. And it makes me think. (laughs) That's an awesome argument. What a terrible way to put over that talent, though, Kevin. That's like me telling you, you know what, Kevin? Um... No, Kevin going over to work for Inside BJJ was a big credit to them. It was no amazing. one loses more betting fight preview shows than Kevin. It's a <laughs> great thing for him. It's great. It's great. He he definitely upped the value uh, when he tanked their numbers, <laughs> and uh, they fell even more off the face of the earth. But, but, I mean, they were able to say they returned. I think he'll really spurn some creative content when they have to work around his deficiencies. It's such a, yeah, backhanded. But it's so weird that you would say that about somebody. Like, think about trying to defend one of your friends. It's like, well, yeah, he can't read. 
So what? We still if made. He couldn't money. read. How good would you feel about reading? <laughs> huh? That's so I mean. love this little damsel in distress that they were doing at Ben Askren. But I'll say this. Yes, in this case, they're basically making the argument that the UFC got a glorified jobber, which is a really sad argument, but appropriate for Ben Askren. And they said, Ben Askren, what would you do? Would you uh, take that fight uh, against Jorge Masvidal like a rematch? And he's like, it's the only fight I come out of retirement for. And guess what? You probably lose that too. Womp womp. So it's kind of fun to see this happening but i love that that was the topic of conversation where demetrius johnson wins and everybody immediately thinks to themselves yeah that was a terrible deal for the ufc and yet there's a small subcomponent that goes well think about it he did get knocked out but it did push the sport forward and it's like that man has a ko that is replayed like it's christmas on repeat like it is a Christmas story on TBS and TNT. I don't think that's a really winning argument. But maybe they can defend Orlando Jones in his upcoming lawsuit if they want to put their argumentation skills to put use. Or why TBS played the Christmas story so many years. I mean, listen, dude, they make lots of money off that. I'm not going okay. to go off that. Well. Um, but I think that's the bulk of what's happening here. Kevin, do you have any pressing issues or things that you have seen that have crossed your path. There's a lot of headlines that are coming in right now. There's one I'm going to give you before I ask you that actually, which is, are you ready for Anderson Silva versus a Paul brother? Didn't like it when you brought it up in the rundown. Don't like it now. No more, Why? no closer to acknowledging it as a thing. I feel like this when I felt, when I saw the image that'll answer your question of Vitor Belfort boxing. No, come on. And, Let's loop in the whole retired community. Rampage Jackson, don't fucking come back. Don't fight. No one wants to see you. I saw the post. I saw you being like, I can't go out like that. It's like, you can. You should have been fighting into your 50s. Please, God, don't. I think that sweeps it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just feels like... Everybody says this is a match that you need to make, and I go, I don't need to see it. I don't know why we feel like we need to do it. Though, if Anderson Silva wins, I completely retract. Glad it sure. happened. Felt good to see it. It was worth our time. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't win, it was a sham and it should have never happened. <laughs> Correct. But yes, with that in mind, Can any I other pressing issues for you, Kevin? <laughs> it's Labor Day. Raph, my son turns one. I'm going to go get surgery in a few weeks. You know. It's time to smoke them while you got them. It's uh. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...